is an order, an agency, one that holds allegiance to no king, no magistrate, no governing body. This order takes on the problems and issues too bizarre or too dangerous for any normal investigative organization. They right wrongs. They protect the innocent. They safeguard the world. They are known as the Circle. At least, they were. For the Circle, has fallen. Those agents that remain are now fugitives. And after barely escaping with their lives, the surviving members continue their ongoing quest to safeguard all of Eberron while seeking to root out the source of their misfortune and rebuild the Circle anew. This their story. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to Agents of the Circle, the podcast where I run an original 5th edition game of Dungeons & Dragons for my friends, and all manner of hilarity ensues. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Sink Sakasha, and I'm joined by my friends, Kendra and Trary, as Ozma the Rogue Wizard. Kendra actually can't be with us tonight. Uh, uh, she is resting, uh, so wishing her well, and we'll see her next time. Uh, Luke Admonson, who is Lucius Flag, will also not be joining us tonight, as he too I- I- is resting. Uh, Raleigh Brandau, as Ash, the Druid Warlock, however, is here with us. Uh, so Yay. is Caleb Clark, who is Jazz Kong yeah. Jr., the rogue artificer warlock. Um, Larry Lundy, unfortunately, could not be here as he is recovering from dental surgery. Best of luck to you, my man, and speedy recovery. Uh, who is Dacos, the Eldritch Knight. Uh, Emily Addington, however, is here as Orla Talion, mm. the druid slash ranger. And our new edition, Megan Ooh, Davidson, is also here playing Kaladin, the monk slash cleric. Yay. Yay. Yeah. So once yes. again, we're back for episode 43 of our adventure in Eberron. Um, if you haven't checked us out, I mean, there's really no excuse now. Uh, it's 43 episodes in. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you, if you're popping in just now... You're really not going to know what's going on. I, I mean, I'll, I'll do I'll do a bit of a recap, but you're not going to get everything. I'm sorry. Uh, you, so you're going to want to go back and check out the first and second season, which are already out on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, and on Last FM. Basically, anywhere you might get to your podcast, there we are, sliding into your DMs, hanging out, eating all your tofu. Just, 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 just let us in. Give us some brandy uh, or, or, or some scotch or, 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 or whatever we ask for to drink. Really, I mean, you, you can't go wrong. Uh, and then once, once we leave, just, just like us and share and subscribe and, and tell your friends uh, if you like what you, what you hear and you want to hear more of it. Just yeah, yeah. What's keeping you, man? <laughs> You've had um, all the quarantine. Had all of a quarantine. You've got all. I mean, we still, we're still, we're still uh, socially distancing and 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 and, and uh, um, sheltering at home. So you know, it, you've got time. You got time. 
<laughs> There's time. But that being said, let's get on with rolling some dice and having some fun and uh, get on with the recap in the episode. So, uh, it's been an interesting journey for you guys. You all have been basically on the run from the uh, Church of the Silver Flame, who have declared the Circle as enemies to the state, enemies to the world, and coordinated a synchronized strike against every major uh, Circle office in all of Eberron. Um, to your knowledge, you all are the last ones standing. Uh, you all uh, escaped Sharn uh, and met up with Kaladan in uh, Undair, at which point you basically hit out uh, in the palace at Fairhaven uh, with Her Majesty the King uh, and were given an assignment to locate a mythical being known as Gorfim the Druid. Uh, you set out towards Whispering Woods in your, on, to your location uh, and were attacked by a group of Oni uh, once you got into the middle of the wood. You defeat the, uh, the leader of the Oni only to have him vanish and disappear uh, and the other Oni vanish along with him, revealing that Gorfim, uh, who does actually exist, uh, orchestrated this fight with you as a test, uh, to test your metal, to see if you were worthy enough to take on uh, the, the, the journey that he had uh, meant for you. Uh, you spend the day and night with him uh, and find out a few things about Gorfim. Uh, one, that he's an ancient eldritch creature from worlds beyond who was once apparently very evil and was saved by Radatasker, uh, the dragon god of the forest and was shown a better way to live, essentially. Uh, which, and, which is what he's been doing with his companion, uh, a young woman by the name of Casca who is basically a 35-year-old woman trapped in the body of an 8-year-old, uh, which is interesting in and of itself. <laughs> uh, you drank his beer and his wine, of which he had plenty of, uh, as he bruised it all himself. Um, and um, might I, I, I'll, 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 I'll come briefly out of this just to address this fact, and she'll be very, very proud of this. And then once she listens to this episode, she'll be super, super happy. Uh, my daughter, Ayame, actually created Gorfim. <laughs> uh, and and, and built, uh, built that character and his story. And was like, Daddy, uh, I think this would be a good idea, a good character for you to use. And so <laughs> when she heard the episode, she was so happy and so tickled. So uh, that, that made my day and it made her day too. So thank you all for participating in that. Uh, he's definitely Aww. sticking around. Um, so Gorfim, while he's you came to Gorfim for help uh, with the uh, with everything, with rebuilding the circle, uh, with Undair being under siege, and uh, trying to figure out uh, why this happened and what to do next about it. 
Um, to which you found out uh, not only the fact that he's this Eldritch being, but he's one of the founding members of the Circle. And uh, the Circle seems to be much older <laughs> than what you all originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um, he then uh, informed you that he wouldn't be able to help you immediately as he must locate Ratatoska, who seems also to have something to do with the founding of the Circle. Uh, but gave you an assignment to locate a man by the name of Kai, uh, who, from all for all intents and purposes, for what he's described to you, seems to be a tiefling monk who has ventured to Atakal to Ashtakala uh, in the uh, beyond the Eldine reaches, searching for the lost sword of the Raven Queen. Uh, he is apparently a powerful and uh, and a proficient monk, uh, and can help you with your quest to uh, to rebuild and uh, rebuild the circle and and and, and discover uh, the secrets behind what caused this great schism in the first place. Uh, so you left in the morning and have uh, ventured off with some supplies from. Gorfim and Casca, and uh, that's where we find ourselves tonight. Uh, you all <clears throat> have traveled for the better part of a day and some change. Um, you've taken some rest uh, at a nearby town, and uh, let's see, this is the part where I bring out the map uh, that I have. It was ready, and there it is. Awesome. Damn, no uh, hesitation. Just straight into it. Just straight into it. <laughs> Bam! I can't see. Oh. So you all have ventured from the Whispering Woods past the uh, the Wine Iron or, or across the Wine Iron River and stopped over in Alvarad. And you are now moving from Alvarad into the the Grove of Guardian Trees. And as you were leaving Alvarad, you were warned about a uh, a group of druids uh, that they tend to stay, keep away from uh, the the main major towns, they keep mostly to themselves in the forest, but they're very, very protective of the forest. Uh, the, the mayor of Alvarad, you know, you gotta be careful of them. Uh, we, we, we don't tend to, to see many of them around these parts, but occasionally they'll, they'll come by for supplies or some such, <coughs> excuse me. But, uh, they don't talk much, but, I've seen them fight. They're uh, they're forced to be reckoned with. I tell you. So you're you're heading into the uh, where are you? Kind of more or less. Are you, are you guys seeing the map? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are kind of in this particular area at this point in time. What do you guys want to do? It's mid afternoon. Mm. So, 
Where exactly was Kai again? Kai is. Let me move. Get to the map. Yeah, Kai is here. He's up here, and we're and we're and you are here. Down here. Yeah. Did the people in the town give us any tips or tricks for getting through the Icehorn Mountains? Yeah. Yeah, he's beyond the mountain range. Uh, from what they were able to tell you, uh, not very many of them have traveled down that far. Uh, the demon waste tends to scare the shit out of people. <laughs> so they they don't go beyond those mountains if they can help it. So and we are we're down here. Yep. And we stopped at this town. Yep. In Alvarado. Uh so are like are we in a clearing with uh It's it's pretty much a the clearing before you get to the major brush of the forest. So yeah. Is uh Merrill's Ward a larger city than some of the last places we've been? Which one? Merrill's Ward. It's right here. Is there a legend? It is a large. It is. It is a larger city. Yes. Okay. So. Oh yeah, it is. You know, I spent most of the last several years in Andair, which is a capital city where the king lives. And maybe I'm spoiled, but we might, if we go there, be able to find someone who knows a way through the mountains to Ashtakala or maybe just the best way to get there if we're willing to look around and talk to people. This is not a bad idea. But my parents, I've seen some mountains simply cannot be crossed. We may have to go to the sea and go around. Yeah, hug the coast maybe if we can't find a ship. Well, Osma should be able to find us a ship, right? Ozma kind of looks around. Uh, uh, very, ha, ha, there's a definitely, definitely like an air of confidence in her that is is doing its best to mask her uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be able to, <laughs> to, to. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, people know me. I know ships. Yeah, nothing else. I can steal this one. Hmm. So it's. <laughs> How and far? Lucius just kind of looks over. Of course you would. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, wait, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, should we just start making our way towards... Uh, making your way downtown, walking yeah. fast. Walking mm-hmm. fast. Word. Down well, to Merrill's Word. Should we find the road? You think it would be quicker if we found the road? Well, okay. something something else to consider is that um, Orla is a naturey type, and she might be able to take us through the woods more successfully than us all on our own. Maybe that would be faster if the grove of the guardian trees has uh, a druidic order. Then Orla or Ash could ask for help. Mm. There's like there's like a lot of options. And I don't, I don't want to steer if this is the first time I've been outside of Andair in so many years. Uh, the last time I left, I came back to not great things. So, um, 
you know, let's let's chat about it. What do you think would be fastest or most feasible? Hmm. Hmm. This is true, my love. I, I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Which would you say? Well, how would how would I go about that? Um. Well, do would you say we find the road, or? So yeah, you can you can try and find a road leading you directly mm-hmm. to uh, Merylsward, or you can try going through the wood, uh, going directly into the grove of the guardian trees and trying to figure out a way uh, over or through the Icehorn Mountains, or mm-hmm. uh, making your way towards the uh, the coast to see if you can hug it and uh, make your way around the mountains towards Ashtakala. It's never. I'm never gonna get the hang of saying that. <laughs> I guess my um, concern is if we do go to the Grove of Guardian Trees and don't find any help there, we're that much further from like getting around that mountain range, um, and you know, in the thick of the forest there. Whereas if we make our way to Merrill's word, we have a, a few more options, I would say. One being asking around to see if anyone knows of a way through it, hugging the coast, and we'd be right there on the coast, or you know, chartering a ship or stealing a ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we look at the map, I'm assuming that we as characters have a map. Yes, that's correct. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> if we're looking at this map, there is no port at Merrill's Ward. The closest port is this um, oh. Desolate. And the mountains go all the way up here. So I they think they go all that, the way across. Yeah. So, and well, you might have a chance finding a port of call uh, at Route. As well, yeah. if you want to double back. Right. But, you know, if this is where we're trying to get to, we have to go around a whole bunch of stuff regardless. So I guess my question is, do we think we can make friends with nature people who might have a more intimate idea of what it takes to get across these mountains or make friends with people who might have a different system that could be just as effective but might require some different negotiation skills or something like that. Hmm. What do you say, my love? I I think Orla would be for trying to make it through the woods. Say it, babe. She um, can. I think we should try to make it through the woods. Okay. To which the Grove of Guardian Trees. Or do you want to go to Merrill's Okay. Or Merrill's Word, this uh, town. I'm thinking the Grove of Guardian Trees. I think if, you know, if we're coming with Gortham's blessing and I have the tea that he gave us to show, I mean, it's for Kai technically, but if we're like, hey, we know this guy, here's what he gave us, and this is an ancient druid, we should be able to make friends with the Grove of Guardian Trees pretty quickly that said they might still like want something from us but 
to me, that seems if we have Orla and Ash on our side, maybe like it would be the fastest. Yeah. Okay. Fair point. We go to the Grove of Guardian Trees, see if we can contact the druids of the Grove and see if they can offer assistance across the mountains. Yeah. Dacos nods. Yeah, I will probably not be much help there, but uh, I'll, I'll help where I can. This is known, Grandpa. So I guess we spur spur our horses towards uh, yeah towards the grove. Alrighty. I'll bring up the rear just to keep track of stuff. I'm not super comfortable in the woods, but I trust you guys, and I'll just guard the back. Cool. Uh, Dacos will guard the rear with you, and uh, Lucius, being soft and squishy, will hang out around the middle. <laughs> Can be so you all begin to make your way uh, towards the the grove uh, from Alvarad, and you kind of begin to go kind of in this angular path, uh, starting from Alvarad, kind of cutting through the moss wood a little bit, and then reaching the borderland right here uh, of the grove. The moment you reach the borderland of the grove, however, your horses stop. Oh, ghost pony, what's wrong? They, you, you see them kind of kick and they whine a bit and they will, they refuse to go any further. There's something about that wood that is putting them off. Is there something about that wood that's putting any of us off? Um... Go ahead and make arcana checks for me. Actually, no, not arcana checks. Go ahead and make perception rolls for me. And I will roll perception for these guys as well. Uh, I can also speak to our horses if we want to ask them what's up. (laughs) You, You could totally do that. Are they beasts, though, or are they... Because I thought they were like spirit. Ghosts. They are. They are spirits, but yeah. he, they they are also animals. So it okay. It could work. Um, it just might be a bit dodgy. <laughs> Being that also you know, is Ash, so. they're dead. Just rolled a 17. Ozma sees absolutely nothing. But I'm not very surprised by that at all. Lucius doesn't see anything either. So, okay. Uh, Orla, Ash, Calum, or Jazz, sorry. Uh. <laughs> All get this weird. It's not. Uh, it's not threatening, but you do sense almost a uh, a different kind of energy that's kind of thick around that uh, that borderline area of the forest, and it's something that, uh, from what you can f- sense, 
is probably what's affecting the horses. There's some bad energy over there. <laughs> well, maybe not bad. Maybe just intense. Mm. Yeah, Jazz being uh, having rolled the highest perception there, uh, you definitely get a feeling of uh, like a like a weird, almost like atmospheric pressure. Uh, that's almost like a um, a wall or a gate forming around that area. Can we try and coax the horses to take us further? Like just reassure them. Um, if you have animal handling, I'd say go ahead. If you're trained in it, I'd say give it a shot. I can't. <laughs> Zero and untrained. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have it either. You I think? I have. Orla is trained in it. You want to try? You want to try to get him to take us further? or? Yeah, do you want to handle all of our animals? Safely? Sure. <laughs> Can I just try? Yeah, go just ahead and uh, yeah, go ahead and try rolling if you want. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, you... Do your best to coax them, uh, and you get them to even like move a couple steps in. But the moment uh, their nose, you, and you can see it even uh, once their snout kind of like gently touches that atmospheric pressure, there's almost a ripple that happens in uh, uh, the kind of ethereal uh, body of the horse starting from its nose and just like rippling all the way down to the tip of its tail and it kind of shakes and, and steps back a few feet. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a polarized effect where spirits can't go through it. I think you are right. I think you're exactly right. Does anybody have detect magic? Mm. I feel like I do and I just don't see it hang on lucius have detect magic i'm checking for that right now and i lied i do have animal handling (laughs) (laughs) i have Um, identify i do have detect magic because of my dragon mark so i will not have it i will use that and that says for the duration which is concentration of 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes for detect magic yeah, so I sense presence of magic within 30 feet, and it, like, moves with me, I think, right? Yes, yes, it does. Okay. So, well, blam, anything glowing? So, you see now uh, the same pressure that you could only sense before, and it is this, these basically just waves of magical pressure that move along the border of the forest for as far as you can see in either direction. Okay. And do I, can I tell what school of magic it is? If there is one, it is hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It is most certainly enchantment. Mm. Oh boy! Does anybody have dispel magic? 
because uh, this uh, looks this looks to me just like a wall, right? Like there's no trees specifically that are like that are uh, that are emanating that are, it. No, it's it's right, just a right. wall of magic. Yeah, a wall of energy. So as if, it's almost as if like the weaving itself uh, decided to just become a wave in front of you and just you have no idea it, it looks like the horses are affected you have no idea how it will affect you I'm uh, Ash picks I, up a rock and tries to th- toss it through <laughs> that's kind of you I was going to tell Lucius that his god would save him and <laughs> <laughs> the rock you, you, you toss the rock the rock goes through the uh, through the wall but the moment it touches the barrier it moves just a sl- you can t- see that it moves just a little bit slower and then once on the other side of it it moves back at its normal speed hmm. is there a top to the wall like if I look up does it like stop at some point it seems to pass over the trees Like a dome? Like a dome, yes. Very much so. Okay. Well, who's feeling brave? Um, So there's this like, like the horses can maybe see it without magic, but I'm seeing like a, like a big protection field around this forest mm-hmm. goes as far as the eye can see goes up and over the top of the trees uh, shimmering like a force field but it's not abjuration it's enchantment so that's very interesting to me people don't usually protect things with enchantment um, so and Lucius I don't have a way to, to get rid of it Lucius is going to try to spell magic and see where that oh, goes Lucius has it yeah, Lucius has it. And let's see. Ooh, take a spell. Oh, no, it doesn't use a spell. What does he have that has the spell? Oh, he must it must be one of his uh, his amulet. Um, so that is going to be... Okay. That's going to be a high DC for him to make. Let's see if he'll make it. So... Where's this thing? There you go. Like today's soundtrack is a, like so soothing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds it reminds me of the title of uh, the menu screen for Chrono Cross. Yeah, that's <laughs> a specific <laughs> reference, but that's a very specific <laughs> reference. That's what it sounds like. So Lucius reaches out and tries to break apart the weave uh, within the uh, within the barrier. And for a moment, it almost looks like it's going to part, but it snaps back into place and uh, kind of flings him a couple feet backwards uh, and onto his butt. Oh, well, that was rude. <laughs> Jazz helps him up. That was good. This must be very powerful. Well, he kind of dusts himself off. <sighs> I, I, I dare say that we're not much to do about dispelling that. That was as powerful as I could make that. 
And he did cast that at fifth level. Well, then, there's one thing left to do. Well, okay, let's. I'm sorry, not fifth level. That was a. Yeah, no, that was a fifth level dispel magic. So I don't have anything. Well, no, I do have a thing. Okay. So enchantment magic usually does like charm things. Yep. Right. So those of us who are half elves have advantage on our saving throws against being charmed. That's true. In addition to which, um, Lucius has dispel magic. That's correct. So let's send a half elf through and see if they like go into a murderous rage. (laughs) (laughs) So Lucius just kind of turns to everyone. Well, who of us would like to volunteer? I'll do it. And Jazz goes through. And Lucius like, but you are not a half. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Jazz, uh, Go ahead for me. And Child of bards again. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make a dexterity save for me. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Yes. That's a, a 21. You happen to, like, you can feel the slowness. Uh, the, the the slow effect begin to to creep through you as you move through uh, the barrier, and mm-hmm. you feel the, like this pressure on all sides, trying very hard to pin you in place. But you manage to push through, and you just kind of like you are almost like the the pressure is trying to grab you in certain places, and you just kind of slip out of their grasp and. You, Ah uh, no, and and to you, you don't feel you you feel kind of like this like like this this uh, taffy marmalade around you, but you feel mm-hmm. to yourself like you're moving at normal speed. To the rest of you, he looks like he's moving slow as hell. <laughs> <laughs> this right, to you fine. to you, Jazz. It takes you maybe about. 30 seconds to move through uh, the barrier uh, to everyone else. Two minutes pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gone. I guess we have to go up to oh. the <laughs> He's stuck there forever, no, guys. No, just try. It, it, uh, hmm. it feels, it feels, hmm. have you ever walked? Yes. Through, the side, through. <laughs> you know, imagine it is raining, but raining a lot, and that rain is honey, and you have to go through a doorway outside. That's what it feels like. Lucius kind of cocks his cocks an eyebrow in your direction. You do realize that made absolutely no sense. Oh, but try, you have to you, you try. Gifted. So, um. I'm going to cast Bless on people who seem like they have low dexterity. Who? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, that's that's not true. I wouldn't know that it was a dex save. Um, Certainly myself. Probably Ozma and Orla 
Okay. I, I'm a half elf. I'll, yeah. I'll try Ash, going through it. Ash probably has the lowest decks of all of us, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> but half elf. So yeah. Go. Oh. <laughs> all right. So go ahead and make a deck save with advantage, please. That's just roll twice, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So with your roll, you manage to move a bit faster. And as like the moment you touch the barrier, Mab in your head, uh, you, you feel her perk up. Oh, this is old magic, my love. This mm. should be interesting. Keep going. I'll protect you. And you feel kind of a cool energy uh, emanate from your core and through you. And you pass through a bit faster than Jazz did, uh, leaving like bits of icicle kind of hanging in the barrier as you go. Uh, and in, you emerge uh, and it takes you about 30, you feel 30 seconds pass, uh, but everyone else uh, for everyone else, it's maybe a minute and a half. All right, not too bad. So you make it on the other side now, next to Jazz, who seems pleased this punch. <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of fun, huh? It is very fun. All right, I'm going to wait and be last. <laughs> For safety. You don't have to. So Idris will, will go next. It's like, well, what the hell? And he will, since he's a half-elf, will also make the deck save with advantage. No, he's not a half-elf. He's an Eladrin, so that'll be with advantage. A 22. He will miraculously just kind of slide through. Not going to backflip through it? He, <laughs> he thought to backflip, but he also thought better of it. Like, seeing everyone just kind of get stuck from his side, he's like, I, I, I don't want to backflip and then wind up on my head stuck and then fall on my head. That just seems like a bad idea. And fall for minutes. And fall forever. Uh, so he passes through. And for him, it takes about a minute and 30 seconds as well. Uh, but or for the rest of you, it takes about a minute and 30 seconds. For him, it takes about 15. Is Emily through? I mean, uh, Orla through? Did Orla roll? Did you go through, babe? Oh, babe, do you always want to... <laughs> Since you've seen it, do you want to try athletics and just try to charge through? <laughs> Ask if you can. Oh, you're you're Mike, babe. Yeah, you're muted. Muted. There you go. Yeah, it's Caleb's fault. Okay. So, <laughs> did you guys hear what he said, though? I heard about him. You possibly trying athletics and just kind of barreling through. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're uh -huh. you're more than welcome to try. Okay, I'm gonna try. For story reasons, 
you don't want to do it, but Jazz is trying to convince you to. Oh, okay. Got a 19. <laughs> got a 19. Cool. Just go full speed, my love. Full speed. Right at me. And so, he has his arms out. <laughs> you run and just like kind of shoulder first, like plow into the barrier. And you kind of rip through, like your whole body is now in the barrier. There's a bit of a ripple and you're just kind of uh, stuck for a moment, or at least to anyone watching, you look stuck. To you, you're still moving through. It's still like moving through, trying to move through molasses. Um, go ahead and make a, uh, just get roll, roll a d20 for me. Just roll a d20? Yeah. Okay. Gotta go to the die symbol. Okay. So dice symbol. And then click just the D20 in the first column. Okay. Where? Like, oh, right there. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> so you roll. Uh, you are, are plowing through and you there's a, there's a point where you almost feel stuck. And then you feel this rippling across your body. You're, you're wearing the coat. And the coat <laughs> basically branches out into a series of these Aww. tough vines that shoot out the other side and grab onto the earth uh, in front of it for purchase and pull you out. Wow. <laughs> and, and Jazz is super delighted <laughs> that... It made the new item do something. So that it it, it, it pulls out and uh, that will expend one charge of your thorn whip. Okay. Oh, All right. Time. That was amazing. That was so <laughs> pretty cool. I would like a coat, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that took all of about a minute uh, for anyone else watching about 15 seconds uh, for Emily or for Orla, I should say. And Lucius just kind of looks on. Well, that was interesting. Well, uh, not getting any younger. So he'll, he'll try and casually, but cautiously step through the barrier. And I will rule for him as well. Where are you? Oh, not bad. Hmm. He rolls a 20 dexterity save. He seems to almost shimmer as he freezes in place. It almost looks like he's glitching as he moves through <laughs> the barrier as the, the light of his divine magic starts to kind of take hold and, and assist. Uh, it takes him about 20 seconds from his perspective, uh, about a minute 15 seconds from your from everyone else's perspective to, to get through the barrier. And I believe that leaves Orla, and, or not Orla, that leaves Ozma and Katie Ozma looks at you, Katie, and it's like, well, here we are. Um, you got this. Jazz yeah. on the other side. 
Come on. From what I see, it seems to be some sort of time dilation field. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Time dilation thing. I'll grab her hand and be like, Mishakal has you. I've already blessed you. You're going to be fine. Go get him. <laughs> okay. Um, right. And she will just leap into the barrier. And she will roll her dexterity saves. Oh, there we go. Nice. And let's see. She will basically just like almost like Spider-Man jump with the you know that that weird kind of like crouch, uh, spread arm, jump through, with her coat billowing behind her, uh, and it all looks stuck in midair, uh, and that takes her about <coughs> from everyone watching uh, about a minute and fifteen seconds, but for her it's about twenty just seconds in the air. Just in the air. <laughs> Uh, and then (laughs) plop out of the other side oh ah and she she seems surprised but is is trying her best not to show how surprised she is i I, I knew that would work that would work i knew it i knew it it was great (laughs) doesn't it feel hilarious yes hilarious that's how i would describe that exactly And okay, then well, there was Katie. My turn. Yeah. <coughs> okay, I get to add a D4 to that. Yes, you do. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, all right. Oh, all right. Top of the dice. So 18. Uh, how do you approach the uh, the barrier? Uh. You know, just Ozma looked super cool. I want to do that. <laughs> All right. So you make a a similar leap using your your kung fu training uh, to to kind of gauge how best to leap through. You almost look like you're uh, you're doing a flying knee, like almost like a, a Sagat style <laughs> tiger knee into tiger knee uh, into the into the, the the wall the barrier and you're you hang in midair for about to anyone watching it's about a minute and 15 seconds uh but for you about 10 seconds pass as you just kind of ah, and come out <laughs> and your, your robes are kind of billowing just like yeah did, like, it, did <laughs> it look as cool as it felt you guys that was pretty good i want a special move it just, it just, it just nods. Like uh, I'd give that nine point two. Mm-hmm. Wow! All right, you know what? I'll practice. It's fine. Remember, and you can ex it next time. You, you, you've got <laughs> this. You've got this. It'll be fine. So now, on the other side of this barrier, there is just this expanse of old trees reaching up as far as the eye can see and reaching forward 
and on to either side as far as you're able to perceive. Oh, my love, how old must these be? Do a nature check, babe. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. We do nature check. I'm sorry. You have a... You, you have very little clue. Uh, the, you've never seen these trees before. <laughs> uh, so you don't really have a, uh, a good grasp on how old they might be. Uh, oh, my love, you you think so they, they're probably old at, because they're tall, but you, you can't for sure say how old they happen to be. Okay. <laughs> So I'll tell that to Jeff. <laughs> oh, and he just says he he says that because he wouldn't know. You know how like when someone <laughs> like doesn't know and you explain something to them and they still don't know. <laughs> yeah, you mean like your oh. uh, title music from that one thing? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so, um, Orla, is this the kind of terrain you're usually like you have expertise in? Yeah, yeah, this is definitely what she's used to. Dope. All right. Um that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel a lot safer knowing that, which is why I said <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want to say, uh, babe, could you read what are your bonuses for favorite terrain again? Do they have that in fifth edition? She's yeah. She's our favorite terrain is forest. It looks like, that's and that's true. your ranger side. Yeah. Let's see. She uh, oh. the proficiency bonus is doubled for proficient skills when you make an in Make an intelligence or wisdom check related to it while traveling for an hour or more in your chosen terrain. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. You remain alert to danger even when you are engaged in another activity. You can move stealthily at a normal pace while alone. Uh, you find twice as much food while foraging and while tracking creatures, you learn the exact number, sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. Oh, oh wow. Hmm. So yeah. There's so there are definitely some benefits. Could we babe, could you use um, So really you should have had advantage on that or maybe not, I don't know. I guess yeah, on the on the nature check for the trees. So, yeah, oh. I'll, I'll I'll give her advantage on that. Not now oh. that I know. <laughs> Go ahead yeah, and roll again. Yeah. Again. On that nature check to roll again? Yeah, go ahead and roll again. Okay. Oh, look at that. That's much better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you gather that these trees uh, are at least a couple hundred years old uh, by the way, like, and you're looking at like the way the bark forms along the outside, the way the roots are, are dug into the earth. Uh, mm-hmm. And the way like the leaves and, and branches spread out uh, to, to form kind of a canopy. Uh, these trees have been here a long time. Okay. 
And the beauty of jazz is the answer is it could be the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 And then try to use, or uh, Lawrence, what skill could she use to try to find us the druids of this forest? Um, That would be tracking. So that would be survival. Want to give it a shot, babe? Oh, sure. To be survival. Yeah. yeah. Look for their sign of the druid, of the local druids. While she's doing that, I'm going to gently bring up that the name of this area makes it sound like the trees are sentient. And maybe that's just me. Maybe it's all just style, but we should be pretty respectful of the space as we move through it. The guardian trees, like tree beards. Yeah, like like maybe let's not light anything on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Or maybe we're you, all like if you, if you, if you take, for a minute. Like, yeah, maybe ask permission before you take uh, yeah fallen branches. You could talk and to plants. You could talk to ask the trees. They're they're hundreds of years old. They know where the druids are. I can talk to plants if you have. Yeah, with your suit. You yeah, with your cloak. Your your coat. Coat. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, get me a coat. <laughs> if you want to use the charge of it, babe, if you want. You did a pretty good job on your check, though. Yeah. You might save it. Well, who knows? Uh, uh, what would she find with the check? Um, go ahead and make that with advantage since you, it's your favorite oh, terrain. Okay. Um, Just roll a little more, babe. I know. Okay, my bad. Oh, that's oh, wow. great. So it's the, the signs that you find are fairly subtle, but you definitely find uh, signs of movement and habitation uh, within this forest. Uh, reach, and a lot of it is, is very spread out, but you, see, you kind of get a good sense of uh, more than a few uh, humanoid beings uh, moving towards the uh, I want to say the northwest. Do you, you still want to ask him, babe? Want to talk to him? How long would it last? And they were they were in the area fairly recently, like within the last couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Check your inventory, babe. Did you, you put the uh, coat in her inventory, Lawrence? Yeah, coat's in her inventory. Okay. She's she's got it equipped on her now. It should be. And I'm gonna lurk her character sheet so hard right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you're looking for the speak with plants spell? Yeah. Yeah. So you can imbue plants within 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow your simple commands. You can question plants about events in the spell's area within the past day, gaining information about creatures that have passed, weather, and other circumstances. You can also turn difficult terrain caused by plant growth, uh, such as thickets and undergrowth, into ordinary terrain that lasts for the duration, or you can turn ordinary terrain where plants are present into difficult terrain that lasts the duration causing vines and branches to hinder pursuers, for example. Plants might be able to perform other tasks on your behalf at the GM's discretion. The spell does not enable plants to uproot themselves and move about, but they can freely move branches, tendrils, and stalks. 
That's if a creature is in the area, you can communicate with it as if you shared a common language, but you gain no magical ability to influence it. The spell can cause the plants created by the entangle spell to release a restrained creature. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that Maybe you have that, and now you and you have your you know your flower your flower sword. Mm-hmm. You create a field of flowers with that, so you might be able to control them further. Oh, well, we'll see. With this, yeah. Well, I didn't that think of that. <laughs> dangerous yet. We could probably just continue on until. There's a need. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I get yeah. a little jealous of my spell slots. So I don't want to like waste things. So, <laughs> you know, I get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you all move through uh, being as respectful as you can. Um, are you trying to stay hidden or are you trying to actually locate some druids while you're in this forest I think we're trying to locate the druids right yeah I mean yeah that's what I thought cool 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 always better to like knock on the front door instead of try and sneak through right right so you guys continue to move forward And as you do, Ash, you feel uh, Mab whispering in your ear. Be aware, my love. I sense the presence of others. Uh, Okay. Uh, Ash would like to make a perception check. Go for it. (laughs) Stops in his tracks and... uh, Looks around. I'll allow you to make. <laughs> I'll allow you to make that with advantage since you had forewarning. All right. Twenty-one. Good. That's yeah. That ten wouldn't have got you much of anything, but that twenty-one definitely helps. Uh, you can definitely sense uh, other life forms uh, nearby uh, kind of beginning to surround you. Mm. I feel like something's going to uh, come out of the woods soon, guys. Maybe we <laughs> should uh, group up a little tighter and uh, just be on high alert. That sounds like a good idea. Lucius kind of narrows his eyes. Oh, wonderful. Exactly what we need. And Idris kind of, well, this could be fun. (laughs) Ozma says nothing. Just kind of looks nervously around as she joins the huddle. Is Ozma still super squishy? Ozma is... Yes, she's still pretty squishy. Okay. So something that I meant to bring up before we started, but didn't, um, is it safe to assume that I have material components that cost money provided that the spell doesn't consume them or am yes. I? Okay. Um, yeah, th- by, by this time, any, any, anyone that has spells that, co- that cost, uh, that require, um, ah, 
require parts or anything like that. Yeah, you you have them by now. Uh, particularly the ones that do not uh, use up the required components. Okay, perfect. Um, Ash, do you seem a little nervous? Do you know, it, does it seem like a menacing thing that's going to come out of the trees or like what? I just know that I can I can feel something closing in on us. I don't know if it's menacing or benevolent, but we our presence is known here. Okay. Well, Ozma, stay close to me just in case. Uh, I have a thing. Uh, I know that sounds weird. I have a thing. It's fine. Ozma just nods. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> and she stays as close to you as she can without making it weird well I mean I know I'm not a goblin but like still (laughs) Ozma sighs heavily I'm not gonna live that down am I (laughs) Mm -mm. (sighs) that's fair that's fair and (laughs) the you hear a voice uh Coming from the trees, I would hope that you didn't bring any goblins with you. That would make our hello a bit awkward, I think. Oh? (laughs) And from behind a (laughs) large tree steps a rather tall elven man with long, dark hair, uh, very long, pointed ears, and uh, wearing almost uh, bark-colored leather uh, with a like dark brown cloak over it, strapped uh, around him uh, is a longbow and a quiver uh, full of arrows. But he holds his hands out uh, kind of in a peaceful welcoming gesture. But at at the same time, uh, several other uh, humanoid beings all wearing the same uh, type of cloak, uh, but with their hoods up, all kind of come from behind trees with also with longbows, except they're in their hands and they're pointing arrows directly at you. Please forgive my companions. It's mostly for protection. Mostly we are uh, a very cautious sort. Uh, But you are the first, I think, in quite some time to venture this far into our grove. Might I ask what you might be doing here in our home? We have come to find the keepers of the grove to help us cross the mountains. Well, you've found them, and by them I mean us. (laughs) My name is Aradon, and these are my brothers and sisters. We are the wardens of this wood. How's it going to meet you? Sorry, I was taking notes. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Say again? We are a party. 
Uh, pleasure to meet you. Ah. Aladar nods in your direction. Likewise. Go on, Jess. Sorry. We are a party that has... Um, we have been quested by the great druid Gorfam to find one of his students beyond the mountains. Aladon raises an eyebrow. Gorfam sent you. The druid of legend? Gorfam? Yes. Yes, I'm very aware of who Gorfam is. You're saying that he sent you here. Yes. No. He said well, <laughs> not quite. In a way. He sent us in this direction, but um, being that we were sent with the blessing of an ancient and powerful druid, we thought it would be most feasible to ask those familiar with his terrain, his outlook for help rather than go into a city where they might consider Gorfam still just the tale of scaring children and such wouldn't be able to help us. Aladon scratches his chin and as he ponders that, well, you are not wrong. Many of the people in this the town of Merrill's Ward as well as Alvarad beyond the moss wood and Owl's Perch would, in fact, take anything you say regarding Gorfam as uh, fanciful to be quite nice about it. Uh, if I'm honest, they'll just they would think you were crazy. <laughs> Most of them have never even seen Gorfam. Uh, as you say, he is mainly the tale, the subject of many bedtime stories and uh, folk legends. And I think that's the way he tends to like it for the most part. I have only had uh, sparing contact with him, but he seems very... Uh, <clears throat> the word I'm looking for. Weird. Odd. Yes. Yeah. Weird is weird is good. Uh, and unused to uh, social interaction, I should say. That's okay. We have one of those too, and I'll kind of like point at Lucius. <laughs> Lucius just kind of bristles. What? I am the pinnacle of social interaction. I thrive on it. <laughs> Begging your pardon. <sighs> I have a few oddities, perhaps. <laughs> you okay there, Jess? <laughs> yes. But I am refined. Quite used to social graces. Because I'm not used to being out here in the woods roughing it. We all of you seem to be not make me any less civilized. And he adjusts his robes very aggressively as he's talking. <laughs> See what I tell you. Um, so is there like a 
place we could go and chat that's not just like, you know, at arrow point? Ah, he laughs. Ah, ah, sorry about that. He raises his hand and the members of the group behind him all lower their arrows, lower their bows and put their arrows back in their quivers. They were sent by Gorfim. It's fine. Come. And he gestures you to follow him as he turns back uh, further into the trees. I'll take you to our village. We can talk there. And he leads you through just these like winding thickets of trees and bushes uh, within the grove. Uh, It's very, it's almost intimidating. It feels like one of those garden mazes. If the walls were constantly moving uh, inwards or outwards uh, at you. Uh, And it takes maybe about five or six minutes of the straight walking and the you, you you see that the the group of wardens are now split into two uh world split into three i should say uh with one half on one side of your group and the other one on the other uh in a straight line uh as they walked beside you with arladen uh walking directly in front of you uh leading you towards the, his village. He approaches a very large tree and th- this is going to be a bit weird. So brace yourselves for what you're about to see. He puts his hand on the tree and speaks a few words very softly in Druidic. Uh, for those of you who are Druids, you understand Druidic and he basically says the words, open to me, take us home. And you see the bark uh, just underneath his hand uh, begin to split and crack open in, and create a door. Or a, uh, not a door so much as an archway. And he turns back to you, come with me. And walks through the arch. That was pretty neat. Oh! Less weird than a tentacle beast with a deer skull. Let's go. (laughs) Is it a house inside of a tree that is still alive? Gotham had a similar house, but the tree was long dead. As you all walk through the arch and come out the other side, you see that it's not quite what you expected. As you walk, you seem to walk through or walk on that walk out of a completely different tree entirely and into a open expanse that is a massive uh, conflagration of basically tree huts uh, which forms this massive like almost like rounded village in which the clearing in the center seems to be the the main gathering place and you see many 
many uh, men and women, uh, elves, humans, uh, some orcs, a few shifters, uh, and a couple of tieflings even, uh, sporting the brown, the deep brown, and a few gray cloaks uh, that the wardens of all all seem to sport here. Uh, many of them are uh, talking at a couple of shops with some shopkeepers, or uh, another few are, they look like they're cooking on kind of an outdoor uh, pit, uh, and others are simply uh, exchanging information, seem to be moving about from like one spot to the other, uh, both on the ground and through like tr- several tree bridges and uh, climbing these trees or climbing up these like winding staircases that seem to move around some of the larger trees. It's like, think of uh, Lothlorien from Lord of the Rings, not as, not quite as refined, not quite so glowy. Like think of Lothlorien as if like wood elves had built it. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, rustic. Rustic, very rustic, very like log cabin version of Lothlorien. It's awesome. It's beautiful here. Thank you. We try to make the, these woods as comfortable as the as we can, given the permission of the forest itself. Uh. And our role uh, to protect them uh, grants us a bit of leeway in that. So it's it's not uh, it's not insane, but we like it. Welcome to Greenheart. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for taking us here. Yes, it's beautiful. So you, uh, he kind of leads you into uh, a center where there seems to be a series of tables, uh, kind of benches about, uh, and he leads you to a couple of these benches and like gestures for you all to, uh, to sit. Please make yourselves comfortable. Uh, he calls silently to one of the other wardens who comes running by uh, a younger fellow uh, looks like he's still kind of uh, in uh, he's in a green hood uh, as opposed to everyone else's uh, grays and, and brown hoods. He seems an elf about uh, he's still within his teen years. Uh, or at least the, the teen equivalent for elves, and uh, seven hundred, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, more more like around like two or three hundred. Still fairly young, young teens, uh, and he is very kind of excitable, but seems like also just doing his best to be serious. Uh, yes, and he. You know, Please uh, fetch one of the casks from the uh, from the town center and and bring it here for our guests, please. And he the the young elf kind of looks at all of you, sir. Like, and he puts a gentle hand on the boy's uh, shoulder. It's all right. Do as I ask. 
And the boy takes a deep breath, nods, as you wish, and runs off with the Uh-oh. cloak kind of billowing. Maybe uh, he's just thinking really hard. <laughs> <laughs> he, the, <laughs> all of him looks, uh, turns back to you all, and can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Arlen, I saw the internet connection going a bit wibbly, so I had to make sure. Uh, Arlen turns back towards you all and has a very kind of like sheepish smile on his face. Don't don't mind Lou. He's still in training and has not really seen. uh, We don't usually get many outsiders here, so he's a bit wary. Understandably so. It's fine. You have nothing to fear from us. That is good to hear. I am glad of that. Uh, so tell me, why is it that Gorfim has sent you in this direction? Well, we're supposed to track down an individual in Ashtakala. And uh, we were wondering if maybe you knew of a passage through the Icehorn Mountain Range. At, at, the, at the mention of Ashtakala... Uh, his eyes go wide and Arladon sits next to you. You said Ashkatala. Did I I hear that correctly? Yes. The Ashkatala that's in the demon wastes. Mm, Yeah. Why on Eberron's green earth would he send you there? Well, he, uh, we as a group experienced a global tragedy. So we went to Gorfum for help. He's going to convene with Ratatoskar, the curious worm. And he sent us to collect an ally who was lately questing on uh, instruction from Gorfim in Ashtakala. Interesting. Arladan strokes his chin again. If Gorfim has sent your friend to Ashtakala, then it's very likely that Gorfim has sent him into the Temple of the Raven Queen. Am I wrong? Sounds right to me. That is what Uh, he said to us. That. uh, So you're um, familiar with it? We have heard tale of the temple, yes. Uh, well, firstly, the demon wastes are uh, not for the faint of heart. Uh, we've made a couple of uh, scouting trips there in the past, and uh, let's just say it doesn't always end well. Fewer of us come back each time. So if your friend has sent someone into Ashkatala, let alone the Demon Wastes, or into Demon Wastes, let alone Ashkatala, I assume that they must be formidable. That's the hope. That is the hope. Interesting. Into the Temple of the Raven Queen. My guess would be, knowing what I know of that place, 
He's there looking for the sword. You've heard of the sword as well. Yes, we we call it the Raven's Feather. It's uh, or Dark Feather. It's uh, a very powerful blade. Uh, how much do you know of the Raven Queen? No, she has recently ascended as the goddess of death and winter. She is, uh, her aspect has been around for, oh, probably a few thousand years, depending on which stories you take into account. You can see Lucius is kind of rolling his eyes, (laughs) just completely just like, uh, this again. Uh, but she is a... She's famous for a lot of things. Among them, weapon creation. Specifically for her, uh... <sighs> Paladins doesn't seem to be the right word, but it's as close as a word as I can get. Her champions, for her Champions. Champions is a better word. Thank you. Yes. Her champions all tend to carry uh, blessed weapons created by her to do her bidding, mostly in the realm of uh, curtailing and destroying undead and abominations, as they are considered to be an affront to everything that she basically exists to protect. The Dark Feather is among the most powerful of these fabled weapons, uh, said to be imbued with more of her aspect than any other of her creations. So if your friend has sent someone to uh, retrieve this, I don't expect that they're going to come out the same they went in. Lucius kind of perks up at that. Explain. What does that mean exactly? Arlathan just kind of nods. Well, that weapon can serve two purposes. It is a blessed weapon meant for a paladin. And it is also a possessed weapon meant for uh, more unorthodox magical types. Sensing a trend with the uh, whole cursed weapon thing. (laughs) Not cursed. Simply possessed. There's a difference. He he, he catches kind of the look of speculation from, uh, from Lucius. It's like Trust me, there are demon weapons out there that are much worse, much worse uh, than Shadow, uh, the Dark Feather. Almost called it Shadow Wing. That's a completely different weapon you haven't found out about yet. So silence about that one. <laughs> um, I heard nothing. You heard nothing. You know nothing about that. Stricken that from that. You either, listeners. You know nothing. Um, there are weapons created by demons and dark, sinister gods that are uh, soul-devouring uh, on their best days. 
Uh, but the dark, the dark feather is definitely not one of them. Uh, it is goddess blessed, d- divine blessed, y- y- to go so far. And Lucius just kind of laughs. But there is only one god, <laughs> and the Raven Queen. It's not it. And I have silence prepared. <laughs> do you? That's a really good question. I do not. Dang no. it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Sorry, that was out of game. Carry no, on. No, that's fair. <laughs> uh, and the Arladon kind of looks over at Lucius. You don't get out much, do you? Lucius kind of looks affronted <laughs> by those words. I get out well enough. It's like, my friend, I don't think you've seen enough of the world. You've, to have met someone like Gorfim, who has been touched by one such god himself, and claim that there is only one true deity is ignorance at best. Straight out denial at worst. And Asma just like, ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna give him one of those looks where you're just like crossing your arms and lifting your eyebrows, like, yeah, bitch. But like, I'm not gonna say that, I'm just gonna imply it with my looks. Cool, cool. Uh Lucius kind of sees the the looks that both you and Ozma are giving him. It's like, whatever, believe what you want. Uh, we're, we're simply here carrying out an errand for our friend. The strange demon friend. God, we're consorting with demons now. And Idris just kind of looks over. He's not a demon. He's an eldritch. There's a difference. And Lucius just does not seem to, to be convinced and is like, whatever, do as you will. Continue, go on. Don't mind me, I'll just sit here believing in the one true God and you all can believe all of your nonsense. And Arladon just chuckles and shakes his head. In any case, if he has gone after the sword, it's a very good chance that... Uh, he is being chosen for a higher purpose. And if he claims the sword, he will gain access to uh, more power than he had going in. If that makes any sense. (laughs) This makes perfect sense. Lucius turns to you. Yes, of course, you would know, wouldn't you? Yes. Having one of those things in your head yourself. And that that makes Arladon cock an eyebrow. You have such a blade? Oh, yes. It's... <laughs> yeah, Ash whispers to Jazz. Remember, he didn't seem like he seemed to be too big of a fan of goblins. And aren't there oh. goblins inhabiting... <laughs> so maybe not mention that one. I don't know. This is true. 
he's, he whispers back. Hmm, yes, I have one of these. But, uh... Hmm, I don't know if I can have two. At least that is what I am thinking when you speak of dog feather. I think, uh... Dark Feather is reserved for the champions of the Raven Queen. However, if Kai is powerful enough to pursue it, he may join us sufficiently or helpfully in our quest to eliminate the Shadow and the Flame. I, I have no desire to obscure his quest, but if we could make friends with him, perhaps, you know, tit for tat, we could help him, he can help us. And Aladon kind of turns towards you, Katie. Wait, is it Kai? That's the uh, that's the name that Gorfum gave us. But uh, yay, tall, tall fellow, purple, yeah, purple skin, horns, mm-hmm. shiny gloves. He passed through here about a week ago. I did not know that that's where he was going. That makes more yeah. sense now. And he was already carrying quite a few um, raven feathers on him. Oh. If you catch my meaning. Like he had little tattoos or like... He had multiple blades? He has... He had two blades on him that seemed touched by the Raven Queen as it was. This is becoming more and more curious. I am. Maybe this is just me, but I I come from a monastery and blades are not generally something that monks are given to take advantage of. And if so, generally just one very important blade. Yes. Do, Do you know why he would be collecting them? I don't. Actually, hang on. I'm going to make a roll for that. That is a good question. And I I personally have answers, but would he have answers? Let's find out. I no. really wouldn't know. That's <laughs> what happens when you live in a bubble. Well, it, yes, well, we dedicate ourselves to our purpose. But we do hear things every now and again, uh, things pertaining to the outside world. We aren't as fortunate to hear everything, though, so our knowledge can be a bit limited. So um, in this case, I, I, I wouldn't know why he was carrying multiple swords, uh, but he seemed to be proficient in them. Uh, he stayed for a day or two and sparred with some of our rangers. And he seemed quite adept. More than adept, even, if I might be so bold as to say. If he is a, uh, if he speaks for your, uh, your particular form of fighting, your martial art, as it were, uh, he speaks well. This is very encouraging considering we're meant to be seeking him out as a friend. I just hope that that friendship can last beyond the constraints of our mission. 
he isn't. Oh, something else Gorfam said. Sorry. Um, Kai is uh, undertaking whatever mission he's on in pursuit of overthrowing an overlord. Is that right? Am I remembering that right, you guys? Yes, that is correct. Uh, Arladon kind of nods. He did mention something about uh, the defeat or prevention of an overlord in his quest. Uh, Let me see if I can recall the name that he used. I believe it was uh, Katashka, the gatekeeper. He was tracking them down through the cults of Caius, which they're a nasty bunch. If I remember correctly, he seemed to have some quite a deep knowledge of them, as well as a few scars. Um, I'm having issues with my notes. I think I may have had a cocktail last game. Um, (laughs) Katashka is the gatekeeper. Yes. But Gorfam sent Kai. Yep. Okay. No. Yes. He said, or Katashka is the gatekeeper that is uh, being that the, uh, the cult of Caius is trying to bring back. And he sent Kai to the Temple of the Raven Queen and and Ashkatala to find a weapon that would help him in that quest. Okay. Lovely. Um, Go ahead and make a religion check for me, Katie. Okay. Oh, nice. Good. You don't know a whole lot about uh, Katashka, the gatekeeper himself, uh, but you do know that uh, based on what little you've read about Katashka, uh, that he is sworn enemy of the Raven Queen. Or at okay. least a sworn enemy of the aspect itself. The, the idea of the Raven Queen is abhorrent to Katashka and vice versa. Okay. Well, um, and then the, the little I know about the Raven Queen is that she is a proponent of preserving the sanctity of death and life in balance. Correct. Well, I'm on her side, so let's go find Kai. Yes. Um, did, did you help him get through, uh, get through the mountains, the ice horns? Could you help us similarly? I he sought to climb over the Icehorn Mountains, and we gave him some supplies. I would not recommend that for a group of you. Uh, frankly, we don't have that many supplies that we can spare for all of is you. There a, is um, there a pass? We can take you to the op- to the mouth of that pass. Yes. Uh, can you do? You have, do, do you have a map that- on you? Yes. yes. Can you do that tree thing again to the other side of the mountains? 
I would if there were trees on the other side of the mountain. Um. What you are going to see in the demon waste is basically a wasteland. Nothing hence, living can grow there. Hence the name, I suppose. Yes, and there are quite a few uh, demonic creatures as well as quite a few uh, shifter groups that live there. Not all of them are uh, abhorrent, but a good deal of them are and will attack you on sight. So you will want to be careful and prepared, specifically if you're heading to Ashtakala, which is a capital city there. So before we go, I understand that you don't have a bajillion supplies, but it might be very difficult for us to find food and water out there. Can you at least outfit us with some of that? Yes, of course. Uh, we have quite a supply. Um, and at that point, uh, Lou comes back with a cask uh, and he turns to Lou, puts a hand on his shoulder. Uh, I need 14 of our canteens. And he does some quick calculation in his head. About six travel packs. And he... Uh, Lo looks up at Aladdin, sir. It's like it's all right. We're helping. We're helping this crew. It's all right. Just do as I say, boy. <laughs> Lou bows at him, nods to all of you, and runs back in into one of the one of the tree cabins. I can definitely outfit you with some. He, he begins to. Uh, he looks at the cask and is like, "Was going to uh, have you sit with us and, and share a drink, but if you are on your way to Ashtakala, then time is of the essence, and we'll get you sorted. Uh, I'll send you away with a, uh, a canteen of water and a canteen of wine each. Uh, something to keep you merry and, uh, and have your wits about you as well. Thank you. That is very Who gracious knows? of you. Who knows what we will need? It's not Andarian red. I don't think Lucius <laughs> will drink his. I'll take his. And Lucius rolls his eyes. I'll make do. <laughs> and Ozma just chuckles. <laughs> yeah, I'll drink anything. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and Aladon takes a long look at Ozma. You look familiar. And Ozma just kind of blinks. Uh, no, I don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I've seen you somewhere before. Do you have any family that comes through, that come through here? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Are you certain? Ah. Uh, I must be seeing things. Must be remembering wrong. Clearly, if you don't remember anything such a, like that, then I must have you confused. And Ozma nods her head vigorously. I'm sure you do. Can I insight check Ozma? Yes, you may. I feel like she's lying. She is. 
a shitty lie. You can definitely tell she's hiding something. Actually, I'm going to have him insight check her as well, now that I think of it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Doesn't Esma. <laughs> oh, my. That's that's quite good. Arladon looks... You know, you remind me of someone. A uh, older gentleman name of Corbin. And you see Ozma just stiffen up at the name. What did you, what did you say? Corbin? Corbin. Like a man named Corbin. Came through this way several years ago. Coming from which direction? Oh, he was coming from the north. Uh, he had just arrived off of the Eldine Bay. Uh, something about a shipwreck or a stolen boat or something. He was heading to... Where did he say he was heading? He kind of sits and thinks for a moment. Uh, he was... Hmm. I think he was heading towards Dargoon? Maybe Zalargo? It was a while back. I My memory is not so good with that. There may have been drinks involved that night. <laughs> and Ozma nod stiffly. Okay. Uh, do you know him? And Ozma shakes her head. No. No, I don't. And <laughs> keeping with your inside check, uh, your inside check there, Katie, that time she's telling the truth. She doesn't know him, but she knows the name. Okay. Interesting. It's like, hmm, you look a lot like him. Well, again, I could be mistaken. And he gives her a long look like he, he you can definitely see that he doesn't think that he's wrong. And there's all it's almost a pitying look. Hmm. And at that moment, Lo comes back with several uh, small packs uh, and begins to hand them out to you and hands the canteens to uh, Arladin. Ah, thank you, boy. Uh, you may go. Uh, I'd say it's about time for your archery training, wouldn't you say? And Lo, like his, his face just like both like widens in shock and surprise, like almost as if he's remembering something, but also like his face just like widens in delight. Oh, oh yes, yes, right away, and runs off. Such an excitable boy. We'll we'll see him straight. And he begins to take the empty uh, empty canteens and begins to fill those with wine. And begins handing you with the other hand the uh, the canteens filled with water as you split them amongst yourselves. And then uh, once he fills them all up, he hands you the canteens full of wine. And 
gives you the packs. Yes, so where were we? Right. The Icehorn Mountains. Uh, hmm. How best to proceed? The easiest pass to venture through would put you in the middle of the labyrinth, which, while not ideal, would uh, certainly put you on the right track towards Ashkatala. Something tells me that the word labyrinth isn't going to put us on a straight path anywhere. <laughs> it's not a straight path at all, he says. He's from my own experience with it. And it's only now that you kind of see him like in better light and you see like the many scars lining his face, uh, particularly around his eyes and uh, like some cuts around his, in, on his ears. It's uh, dangerous. I'm not, I won't mince words with you. It's a, it's a pretty dangerous place. And uh, you will most certainly need your wits about you. But it will put you out of the path of many of the uh, demon spawn that are in that particular area. Not to say that there aren't demon spawn within the labyrinth themselves, but they're in far fewer number. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, okay. that's a relief. Fewer demons as opposed to marching horde of them. I would, appro I would appreciate no demons, but we can't all have what we want. <laughs> well, Lucius, you must also remember what we know of labyrinths. There's usually a prize in the middle, a big one. Yes, there's also usually a minotaur. You must have something to guard a prize unless it is no prize. And <laughs> Arlen laughs. Ha. Oh, if only it was something as simple as a minotaur. At which you see Lucius pale just a little bit. What is it then? Oh, a beholder. Uh, do I know what that is? Um, I know what that is. <laughs> make a nature, make a survival check, actually. Okay, interesting. One second. Survival? Yeah, no. Uh, sorry. Make that a history his check. <laughs> boy, that was a terrible roll. History is worse, though. Oh, boy. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You have heard the name before, but you you don't know what, what it is or what it pertains to at all. I just know that um, beauty is in its eye. <laughs> yes. Listen and and uh, Arladon kind of laughs at that remark. <laughs> beauty is uh, yes, uh, I, I, I see where you went there. I don't know if you were serious, uh, but I would call nothing about a beholder beautiful, especially not its eye. 
tips and tricks on how to avoid running into it? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We have all run into it at some point. And uh, the only tip that I can give you is run should you encounter it. They are not uh, fun creatures to deal with. I mean, no creature is really fun to deal with, but beholders less so. They are abominations and are quite powerful ones at that. I mean, we just technically met a powerful abomination and he was pretty cool. He, He is less, the beholders are much less cool. Okay. <laughs> by, by a magnitude. <laughs> Katie like takes out a piece of paper and writes down like beholders equals not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Ozma or Ozma has a little history. Let's see how she does. Oh, she does worse. <laughs> it's like, nope, nope, not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell at all. Let's see. Oh, Idris is trained in history. Oh, there we go. Uh, that's better. Uh, not, like, Idris kind of narrows his eyes. Yeah, not cool is an understatement. They're uh, generally, from what I've read about them, they're evil bastards. Very evil bastards. Take my paper back out and write evil in parentheses. Tentacly, eye-stalky, evil bastards. One eye, one huge eye, lots of teeth, lots of eyes smaller eyes attached to tentacles it's it's they're gross i don't know much else about them they're gross see does lucius have any history oh he does look at that oh wow and lucius like you you saw him pale uh a bit ago, and he goes further pale. It's like I, 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 I don't know that I can face a beholder right now. That is not ideal, not ideal at all. At uh, just uh, oh, oh my! Uh, I have my my stomach. He oh oh dear. And you, you see him like take a quick swig from the uh, the canteen of wine. Nope. Nope. Didn't help. Didn't help at all. Didn't help at all. Taking deep breaths. Oh, God. Oh, boy. That's... that's... Tell us what you know. Yeah. They are, uh... As he said, they're abominations. Uh, usually resulting from experimentation and, and, and wild, crazy... Demonic magics. Uh, very intelligent. 
very lethal. Each eye stalk does a different, weird, and horrible thing to you. It's I've never faced one myself, but I've heard stories. I've heard terrible stories. <coughs> one eye causes poison. Another eye causes petrification. Another eye shoots fire. One sh shoots darkness. It's 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 terrible. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. And you're sending us into a labyrinth with those things. Yeah. <laughs> And Aladdin just kind of puts a, 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 a tries to put a calming hand on Lucius's shoulder. Not plural, just one. And he leans away from him and towards you, Katie. Granted, it's, it is a big one, but it is just one. And well. sits back in his normal position, hoping that Lucius was freaking out too, too, so bad that he couldn't hear him. And I will roll perception just to see if that's the case. And he heard him and is freaking out more. So, <laughs> ah, a big one. And you say this is the safest place that we can be deposited when we come out of the mountain range well I'll, I'll put it this way a horde of demons and ravenous shifters or a beholder and maybe a few shifters I say we go with the beholder also, I have a question for you whenever you have time. Hmm? Do you because you're you have all the magic y things, right? I have some, yes. Do you have the kind of magic that can just poof us places? Ah, uh, you know, before I threw my textbook away. I seen this very, very, very near the end. Oh, okay. And Lucius kind of looks over and remind us once again why you threw that book away. Um, it did not have any pictures or instructions. <laughs> yes, because pictures. Or what matters here. Although, to your credit, instructions are important. Yes. Or, or, or were there instruct were there no instructions or were there just instructions in a different language? No, yeah, well, I guess there were instructions, but not the kind that allow you to actually learn. What kind of instructions were there then? If not Just the kind that, that would help you learn things. Ones that tell you what they want you to know. There is always more. This There's, is what my father taught me. There is always more. But it would have allowed you to learn something. Something. Something! I, pref I prefer this on my own. <sighs> Okay, 
Okay. And are you well. certain you can't build those fantastic arms of yours again? Hmm. This I can do too, but this I've uh, that was dangerous for me to do it more safely. It will be not as far as teleportation, but farther. Farther in the textbook. And this is the textbook you no longer have. I do not have it, no. But I rem- I memorize some of it. And I could buy another one, I'm sure. Look around us. <laughs> Look at all the places that we have, we've been. And think of all the places that we are going. Do you think we're going to have time stopping in a bookstore to find a very specific textbook from what I understand so that you can learn the skill? Hmm? We could ask the queen the next time we see her. That is a ways away. This is information we could use presently. It's just your concern is noted, but we can't exactly go back. So, and also the fun too true to see if we can figure it out before it's too late. (laughs) Fun for you, I assume. For the rest of us, we'll be trying not to die, (laughs) particularly when we're in a labyrinth occupied by a beholder. We will take him on. Maybe. Will Maybe we? not. Maybe. Ozma's looking nervous as well. Is that smart? No. I, I need you to to, 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 to to make good decisions, Jazz. <laughs> I mean, and this is coming from me, and that's saying something. Look. When it is time to create an engine of endless energy, do you think that it can be used to destroy a city? Or do you think that it can be used for whatever you want? Asma just gives you this, like, this this disbelieving stare. And Lucius is like, both <laughs> can be used for both. Where in your head did that not occur to you? I guess that is true. (laughs) And let's see. Meanwhile. It just successfully does a backflip while you all are talking. (laughs) What? Huh? What? Me? No, no, never mind. Okay. Just not paying attention to what's happening at all. <laughs> Entertaining some of the smaller children with backflips. So, a beholder then. Lucius, it's back to Lucius. I'm calming down. Calming down. And now I'm thinking about a beholder again. And now I'm not calm. I'm calmer than I was. I'm just going to have to make peace with the fact that we are going into a labyrinth where there is a beholder living there 
that will be fun. Not really, but needs must, right? Perhaps yes. if we tread carefully enough, we won't encounter it at all. That would be very nice. I would be most, I would most enjoy that. We can't be pretty stealthy when we want to. Some of us can. And he oh, looks over, man. looks very pointedly at the Aladrin doing backflips for children. <laughs> and some of us have more trouble with that than others. <laughs> or uh, being, being, being one who is uh, used to traveling in strange and exotic places. Would you happen to have a means of uh, stealthing yourself and several others? Uh, uh, one of your druid or ranger spells, perhaps, that might aid us in such a thing. Hmm. I know nothing of your pagan ways, so... Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hold on. I'm sure the druid would... Maybe... No time soon. Yeah. I could learn... Like I was saying, I could learn fly at level 9. That's one at a time. Let me see what you could do, babe. Nothing for a long time, I'm sure. Yeah, at some I mean, point, she should be able to acquire a pass without a trace. I, I have that with my staff. Ah! That would be most helpful in, in such an encounter. Or such a place. Now, if anyone has something that would allow us to move a bit more stealthily, mm. that would be... Looking, looking. Very oh. fantastic. Lucius? Us, us is a strong word. I have <laughs> invisibility I could use on myself. That's my question. Is a beholder, can any of their creepy eyes that do special things, can any of those see through invisibility? Have true seeing. That is. I have Misty Step. Mm. But That's I think Misty Step time. is a one at a time spell. Yeah, it's one at a time. Helpful. It's oh, helpful for you if you have to run away. Absolutely. Yeah. Communal spells are going to be beyond third, I'm thinking. Let's see. I just, I just, we're not just strong. We're just not strong enough yet. Oh. Um, checking yeah. here. You guys, Emily's trying to find a charger. Her phone died. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Then Aladon thinks for a moment. I don't recall that there'd be anything that would keep you from being stealthy. Uh, what I, what might be the case is that they have, uh, they tend to be a bit more. Uh, sensitive sensitive, and more perceptive than other creatures given their numerous eyes. Mm. Is there any way that we could deal with this thing? Well, doesn't Idris have that fancy sword that blinds people? Idris perks up. 
my sword can blind things, but uh, I don't know that it would be blinding. I don't know how it would work against a beholder. That'd be weird. But we could always find out. Once we're there, of course. Are we going there? Does against mirrors. How does the... How does what do against mirrors? The beholder. The the petrifying gaze, at least. If it holds with uh, mythology... Uh, possibly it'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see how that would work but you uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't have much of an idea and neither would uh, neither with Arladon Arladon having only ever run away from the thing as opposed to standing and fighting it Uh, you kind of Shrugs. I, I really wouldn't know. It's beyond my ken, beyond my uh, beyond my experience. Well, if it is either the beholder or a horde, and we must find Kai, either way, we must go. We must meet him. We could elect to not go find Kai. I don't think that's a good idea. But to go find Kai? No, to to elect not to do that and seek help elsewhere. Mm, yes. I believe finding Kai would is likely our best bet. Uh, loath as I am to admit it, I don't necessarily want to deal with pagan spirits and demon things, but. If this thing would make him more powerful and more apt to assist us, then finding him is probably our best bet. And regardless of what Kai has going on, finding him and ensuring his return would certainly endear us to Gorfum. There is that, yes. Endearing ourselves to a scary eldritch creature is always fun for the entire family. (laughs) so I can't really justify turning back I think we'll just have to steal ourselves and I'm happy to punch a beholder in the eyeball yes we may have to it's basically the only thing I can do so yeah well you seem capable of much more than that uh, Arladan just kind of like you can see Arladan kind of sizing you up it's like you have you, you seem like the type that has a good deal of skill based on your uh, physique there you seem about you seem nearly on par with Kai who is no slouch Arladan are you hitting on me? alright <laughs> Aladan kind of blushes a little bit. I mean, that wasn't my in- in- intent. I mean, you, you are quite attractive, but that's not where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ha! It's suddenly very warm out here next yes, to the I, fire. I do have a lot of skills. 
and he shifts his cloak uh, self-consciously, uh, but also kind of like is fixing his hair. It's like, uh, 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 yes, <clears throat> yes, yes. We are we are wardens. Yes, uh, it's, uh, it's noticing your uh, possibility of your skill set uh, uh, as a warden and a fellow uh, fighter and and such. Yes. 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 Mm. <laughs> At times like these do make for interesting bedfellows, am I right? I'm stopping. <laughs> That's the last one. Ozma <laughs> kind of turns to you with in surprise and delight. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> At last, to not be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get him, girl. And you just see Aladdin just kind of like, if there were a way for him to retreat into his cloak, he would, but he can't <laughs> because he is the leader of his people and must, like, you know, like uh, brave, brave, the embarrassing. I will endure this. I mean, maybe maybe I should retreat into his cloak. Oh! All right, no, seriously, that's the last one I'm done. And Aladon, Al- Aladon just just kind of gives you an eye, and 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 leans in ever so slightly. Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> oh shit! It's getting real. <laughs> And besides, there's not time now. I have to get you to where you need to be. Perhaps should you survive? Uh, it take that long, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also, uh, I like to be thorough in my um, in all of my endeavors. But uh, it is already mid afternoon, and uh, should we what go a few miles and then make camp out there? We might as well start from here in the morning. Is it safe? How far could we get this afternoon? We left we left our ghost ponies outside the bubble. Yeah, and you guys are currently in Greenheart. Now, I could get you with my uh, means of transport. Could get you near, uh, fairly well north uh, to this path pass in the and he's, he goes back to the map uh, to this pass here or rather here uh, near the mountains at which point you would begin to enter the pass you would definitely want some rest before you do so uh, as the pass is not without its own dangers but um, I leave that up to you you are more than welcome to rest here if you like. Uh, or we can journey out and you can make camp elsewhere. Whatever you all desire. Stop saying words like desire, man. You're just serving them up these like softballs. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say? What say you all? Do we want to stay or do we want to go? I think that we should all have the opportunity to recoup 
the spell slot that we used on the enchantment wall that nobody needed. And, <laughs> and also, if any of us, such as myself or the druids, need to reevaluate their selected spells, after a long rest is the best time to do that. So I would vote for a long rest here before, you know, going to the pass and then maybe being caught unawares. Can Aladdin, can you tell us what kind of creatures are in the pass to help us prepare? Uh, she thinks on that for a moment. It's been quite some time since we've been out there. Um, I've seen some ogre out there. Uh, quite a few of them, honestly. Uh, so you definitely will want to prepare for that. Mm. Um, Boy, they hit hard. Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, our last scouting mission saw a few uh, large wolf spider nesting out in that area. And also the possibility of a basilisk. Or at least uh, the markings of where one might be. So that is from my memory, from my own memory, and I can survey other surviving members of that scouting trip uh, tonight, if you wish, to find out more details about what else is out there. But that is what my memory can recall as of right now. Okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Jess. Sorry. I was going to say, that would be most helpful. It sounds like we're spending the night here. Sweet. Lucius nods. That would seem, that would be uh, amiable, I think. Yes. I'd certainly be up for that. Well, excellent. We have a uh, a lodge for a, a group such as yourself. Um, unless uh, you have other ideas, uh, some place that might be more suitable or more comfortable. And he looks directly at you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to suggestion. <laughs> now we know why... <laughs> She really wanted to stop and rest. Yeah. Oh, Ozma <laughs> just kind of like walks past you, Katie. Mm, get it. <laughs> I mean, he's not a goblin, but it'll do. It's like, if you weren't going to go for it, I certainly would have. So, yeah. <laughs> Respect. It's to make friends. Yes. Um, and. The rules of a long rest say I only need to be asleep for six hours out of eight. So, thorough. <laughs> Aladon nods and, and, and gives you a bit of a chuckle. Yes, thorough indeed. Um, come, I, I can show you to all of your lodgings. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and uh, he brings you all to the uh, it's kind of a, a, a very nice sized a kind of tree hut tree log cabin ish situation 
basically rounds the whole of this massive tree. And it is divided into sections. And each section has its own, like, kitchenette and uh, restroom facilities, as well as uh, a set of beds. Uh, each section has somewhere around, it's anywhere between, like, five and six beds. Uh, so, it seems like, given the way you are all configured, uh, that should be good. Um uh, he turns to you, Katie. I'll be back to uh, discuss some things with you in a bit. I need to go and survey <laughs> my uh, my um, my scouts as far as the other creatures that you might find uh, along that pass. I shall turn soon. Uh, someone will be by soon with food. Very good. He's going to go wash his nuts in a sink, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to do an inside check on him to see for sure, you're most, you're nope. most welcome to. <laughs> Let's be surprised. He's a he's like Druid Woodland guy. I'm sure it's oh natural. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Salty. Salty pheromones. <laughs> yeah. Think of him as like a, he's like a wood elf version of Aragorn, if you want to really yeah. be real about it. Ooh, I made a good decision, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, he he goes he goes out, and um, so yeah. While he is out, a another young uh, druid, a a woman this time, uh, a tiefling woman, uh, comes into the lodge uh, with uh, a large kind of. Uh, kind of basket full of fruits and vegetables and kind of jerkied meats and some smoked meats as well. Uh, And she sets them down on the kind of communal table in your area. Uh, I'll be back with some, uh, some beverages. Uh, Some, do, do, do you have any requests in particular? Something no. sweet. Something sweet. Would that be in juice variety or uh, of a stronger sort? Uh, juice, I've already have a flask of wine. And he points to the what he has on his hip he got from Aladdin. Ah, so you do. Um, we have sweeter if you truly have sweet tooth some uh some very nice dessert wines that our more druidic brothers have concocted for us mm. yes that's that's uh that sounds good sure i can go for that very good i will uh i'll see what i can bring up for you anyone else have any specific we have like I said, we have juice, we have teas, we have ale, we have wine. I'll take some tea. And it just speaks up. I'll have an ale. <laughs> the darker, the better. And Lucius also pipes in. I'll have that as well. 
And Ozma's like, got any, you got any whiskey? And the tiefling kind of looks for a moment, kind of thinks, I think we have some. Yes. I'll have you, I'll have a bottle. The whole bottle? Yep. Uh, okay. I will, um, <clears throat> I'll be back. Anything else? And he, she looks at, uh, the couple, uh, Caleb and, uh, not Caleb, sorry. Mm-hmm. Jazz and Orla. <laughs> Anything for you two? Um, to eat? To drink. The eating is here. Uh, and she points oh, to the I, basket. I, I, I'll, I'll take. A, I have my dessert wine. What did you? What would you? All right. How about a honey mead? <coughs> oh. Ah. We have quite a few honey meads. Uh, I will bring a selection. Sounds wonderful. And then she, seeing that there's no one else, kind of volunteering any info. Actually, she looks at you, Katie. Uh, what about you, miss? Oh, um, I'm going to stick with water. I feel like I'm going to need to keep my hydration up. <laughs> ah, right. Excellent. Okay. Um, very good. I will be back. And she kind of trots out. Uh, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes for her to return uh, with everyone's uh, specific orders. Uh, she is accompanied by a, another uh, female druid, a uh, a uh, a gnome, kind of pushing a cart uh, of the selection of honeymeads <laughs> that was requested. These are the honeymeads that you requested. There's uh, quite a bit of them, and uh, yep, uh, enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> she just kind of trots out. It's like, it's like, yeah, sorry about that. She's not the most sociable. And oh, that's all right. Neither of us are, really. You're the first real outsiders that we've had in a while outside of the other hmm, tiefling. Hmm, 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 hmm. He was nice. <laughs> she, you see her just kind of like, hmm, hmm. I mean, <clears throat> oh, yes. Will that be all? <laughs> Wait, no. Now I have questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if Aladan's a 10, what's Kai? Oh, if Aladan's a 10, then Kai is most certainly a... <sighs> Kai's a 15, at least. <laughs> My word. Oh. All right. Well, maybe we'll be back through here and I can <laughs> compare. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> I like um, It's a joke. Don't worry about it. It's clearly <laughs> not at all what I'm planning to do. Ozma <laughs> grabs, like, has, takes a swig directly from the bottle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and it was around that time that uh, Aladdin arrives as like the tiefling kind of ships in the night tiefling's leaving and Aladon kind of walks in and you know sees the giggling and it's like right okay uh comes back in so speaking with my scouts 
Uh, they saw a number of things. Uh, ogres, some trolls, uh, a few pterodons, which generally did not attack, but uh, did seem to circle. Uh, more like, like carrion birds, almost. Um, there was talk of stone giant tracks, which uh, we, I don't know that anyone actually saw actual stone giants, but there were quite a few tracks among the pass, so careful of those. And uh, Yeti. There are some Yeti on the mountains. Uh, not sure if they will be attracted to the pass themselves, but definitely within the mountain. We mentioned the basilisks. Um, there's also the possibility of chimera out there. They are uh, not fun at all. And a clutch of harpies. Oh. Harpies, chimeras. What's up? Giants. Quite a colorful menagerie. Yeti. Yes, it is. Uh, while it's not necessarily the safest route, it is the fastest. Is there a safer route? Would it be safer? Should should are there any ships we could charter? Do you have river boats? No, there is no river going directly to Ashkatala. But if you uh, <clears throat> if you want, we could escort you to the coast just northeast of Merlesward and uh, we could lend you a boat. It would be a bit safer and the mountain range is not as treacherous uh, to the far north but it would uh, definitely take you out of the way of the labyrinth. And that means we would have to go through the hordes of demons. There are, are quite a few number of demons, specifically specifically at the Ash Beacon, to the north of Ashkatala. Hmm. So it looks like we have to. Okay, the, the mountain pass it is. Well, <laughs> it is up to you. We we can we can do whatever feels safest and best for you all. Oh no, the passes the pass is fine. I was just wondering. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that that's settled then. Well, um, <clears throat> please make yourself comfortable, and uh, Miss Kayla, then is it? I believe there was something that you wanted to discuss with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was hoping you could tell me more about your like wines and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, uh, that is most, that is, is verily possible. You see, he has, he's, he's nervous, but also like, yes, he, he's into this. Um, yes, we can definitely discuss <laughs> The different wines uh, you've seen just some of them here but I can take you uh, most certainly to the um, to our private casks and uh, give you a tour of our winery 
Well, you seem to have such excellent taste. I trust you. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I, I, I do have uh, a flavored tongue, as they say. <laughs> oh, boy. Now Katie's blushing. All right. <laughs> I will accompany him to whatever extracurricular activities we'll do. Excellent. So you and uh, Arlenan kind of disappear out of the door together, kind of talking very closely. Uh, the the, uh, the gang can kind of hear you like talking and kind of laughing a bit as you as you all walk down the stairs. Um, the rest of you, uh, what would you like to do in this time? Jazz and Orla will probably go to sleep, but one meta meta part real quick sure i wonder like doing a good job at sex in D D, <laughs> would it be performance or would it be athletics i'm pretty it sure it's just a straight charisma role would it be insight <laughs> well it, it could be yeah would it be but but, but i mean if 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 i were um DMing a more adult version of this, a more like HBO after dark version <laughs> where you have to use your skills. <laughs> um, it would be a combination of probably like athletics, acrobatics, uh, charisma, and uh, sleight of hand. There could, be some, there could be some sleight of hand. Uh, Intuition, <laughs> stamina. And, and definitely some performance. Some and there would definitely checks. be some there definitely be some checks involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Especially before making that role play decision, I should have asked about what kind of audience <laughs> this is for. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. I had uh I mean, you would not be the first uh player to have a character go off. And, and and have sex off screen. So Oh yeah. Oh you're fine. Ozma has done it several times. So oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're in good company. Uh if it were the more like HBO after dark, uh the going in the direction of like skinamaxi porn hubby things, then uh it would definitely be a bit more descriptive and involve more checks and uh, definitely involve more role play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be, uh, be very interesting, I think. <laughs> to... I, don't, I don't feel like I know you well enough for that. No, no, that'd be weird. That'd be so awkward. I do, but you know what, though? I do hope that there is some group playing with super in-depth. <laughs> well, I, I know... Super ridiculous. I know there was a... Uh, for a little while, there was a streaming show... Uh, that was nothing but porn stars playing D anD. d That's hilarious. Called I hit it with my axe. I don't know exactly <laughs> how adult they got, but I I'd heard some gleanings that like things got a little graphic here and there. That's hilarious. So it was like that could be fun. Definitely not one for kids to listen to, but you yeah. know, and maybe not a. I, I like it. Do it. Yeah, I would want to. I would want to see it. I probably want to do it every time. Yeah, yeah. It, it it'd be like that. Uh, that episode of Community where they they, they stimulate the sex in D anD D, and <laughs> what is it? It's uh, uh, Abed and um, oh man, why am I 
Miss Allison Bree's character, whatever her name was, Annie, Annie, and Annie uh, doing the 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 thing, and it was like there was like some roles and some definite like role playing description. It's like that's that's beyond anything I've ever done. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I've never seen Community. What? <gasps> I've seen it once or twice. Do, do you do you have Netflix, sir? Yeah. You will go and watch Community when we're done, sir. <laughs> the whole seat, the whole series is on Netflix. I'll, pro- I'll watch it. All like, it's, was it five seasons? Five, six seasons? Yeah, it's good. It's real good. I've heard good things from it. And Donald Glover is on it, and is hilarious. <laughs> like everyone is. Like Keith David is on for like the very last season, and he's hilarious. Keith David, that's hilarious. Ken Jong, yeah, Ken Jong is throughout the whole damn series, and he's a riot. He is hysterical. He's always is. He's awesome. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. So, d- does anyone else want to do anything uh, during the sleep uh, time while Katie and Arladen are getting to know each other? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep. So, so you all, uh, you all go to sleep. Um, every so often in the night, you, uh, or at least for a couple of hours, you uh, you hear some things that are uh, are pleasant sounding, but are also loud, and. Uh, <laughs> And are for and in two very distinct voices. Oh, jeez! And it's uh, like it it happens for a little bit, and then like <laughs> like it and it happens in like these weird like few minute increments where it's like very very uh, involved for like maybe <laughs> five to ten minutes, and then you hear nothing. And then about <laughs> 20 minutes later, it's very involved. And then calm. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you wake up the next morning and, uh, you all venture down, uh, to the common area within the, uh, the outside of the village. And Katie, you are already kind of sitting with, Arladon having tea uh, and sitting at the benches near the great bonfire at the center and you're all already like kind of laughing and talking and uh, are kind of like just kind of like very familiarly like leaning against each other and kind of like kind of nudging each other and, and, and kind of laughing and joking in that manner yeah we are <laughs> and uh, Ozma Ozma spots it first, and she she doesn't say anything, but she definitely like gets your attention and gives you the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Arlan sees you all. Ah, welcome! You're uh, you're awake. Well done. Uh, we've got some food going, and. Uh, once you have 
partaken of a, a good uh, breakfast, once you've broken your fast, uh, we can decide as to which direction you all are going to take and uh, make our way hence. And there is on the, uh, the bench table an assortment of uh, meats and fruits and vegetables and uh, a lot of juices and uh, breads to choose from. And while that's happening, I will give these guys the long rest treatment. Very good. Awesome. So Lucius will spot the two of you together, will smirk and roll his eyes and head towards the, uh, the, the table wordlessly. Uh, and just will start grabbing food uh, onto a plate. Uh, Idris will thumbs up <laughs> and walk uh, in that direction as well. Ozma will be less quiet. So, uh, fun? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a little sore. Must be from riding the ghost ponies for so many days. <laughs> and uh Arladon nods uh yes uh I hear when you uh ride them as hard as you have been uh, that can happen uh but I'm sure that ghost pony gave as good as he got <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> no not all ghost ponies they are specifically designed to give a smooth ride I feel nothing <laughs> Arladan just kind of <laughs> leans his head at you yes I'm sure that's the case and looks looks towards you Katie and just kind of bursts into laughter <laughs> yeah same <laughs> Jazz and Orla get some food and Orla probably knows what they're talking about but Jazz doesn't how are you engaged and you don't have any idea they're not formally engaged yet they they, they didn't, haven't gone through that ceremony that's and, what betrothed and, means though oh I guess you say beloved instead of betrothed well yeah. we are we do have we do we have exchange daggers but, but you uh, haven't done the thing yeah we have but a uh but to, to answer I just I just ask that's that is uh that is what I do <laughs> yeah, <it> just starts eating. <laughs> I just get up and give Orla like a hug, like "Oh, honey." <laughs> good, good luck with that. Good news, you can tell him exactly what you like, and he'll pick it up. And and uh, it just kind of nods from the table. That's what Clara and I did. <laughs> she told me what she wanted, and I, I, I did it. And then, uh, yep. I mean, we're not we're not married yet, because you know, the thing 
that happened. But, you know, it's all good. <laughs> we'll get there. Get there. We've got we've got more important things to deal with right now. No rush. A lot of them. So many things. <sighs> so many things. <laughs> and the Ozma's just like, doesn't mean you can't get it on while you wait. <laughs> <laughs> just takes a, uh, she still has like the bottle of whiskey on her and she <laughs> takes a glass of juice and like pours a little bit of the whiskey <laughs> into the juice. <laughs> Puts the bottle down, sloshes the juice around, and just starts to just like casually drink it. Just like, hey, ain't no fun if you can't get some, right? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to like relieve some stress. Like we're about to go into like a really scary environment, and I don't want to, you know, die having missed an opportunity. I mean that in the best way, Aladdin. You're mm. a beautiful man. Aladdin nods his head. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, I <laughs> hope that you are sufficiently relaxed after that. <laughs> yeah, I could find some time to relax some more before we take off. But um. I could find some time for that as well. <laughs> no, we he could seems, not. He seems very, very eager to 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 finish to keep pick up where they where you left off. It's like, yeah, that could be done. I could, we could, we could, we could figure that out. I'm sure Lucius is just like, what the hell? <laughs> Lucius just is is just like has a head, his head in one of his hands, like spooning fruit into his mouth. It's like, oh god, what I have to deal with. <laughs> and Idris is as best as he can, just like patting him on the back, trying to be consoling, but also like laughing at how uncomfortable he is. <laughs> Like, yep, yep. Uh, someday, Lucius, when you grow up, you'll find yourself a, a mate to <laughs> to get it to get down and get it on with. And it'll be it'll be fantastic. And Lucius is just like, yes, I'm sure. While there's you know a war and everything else on, <sighs> food. <laughs> But after some time and some uh, some further dalliance, <laughs> the the two of you sneak off uh, for a few moments and return uh, quite giggly again. Um, Ozma, is my hair okay? Ozma <laughs> looks at you, like straightens out like a, a, a stray lock. Yep, you're good now. Sweet. Got your girl. Okay. So, like, sun's been up for a while, you guys. You think maybe we should uh, hit the road? Oh, oh I don't know. Maybe uh, we should just stay another night. Okay. Like, you've, you've definitely been hitting something. Osmos kind of <laughs> gives you that hitting something. Mm, hey, yo. Hey. <laughs> High fives you. <laughs> and Lucius just sighs loudly. Yes, we should probably get going so that we can, I don't know, fulfill our mission and then save <laughs> Undyre and also the world, perhaps. Aladdin's part of the world. This is fine. Yes, I'm sure that you are saving him quite a bit. And Aladdin says, yes, well, she's rescued me quite a few times already. I look forward to being rescued <laughs> some more. Gross. 
<laughs> it just okay. is like, yes, it's 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 f- fine, but yes, we probably should get on. We don't want to, you know, potentially lose Kai if he's all alone in that temple thing, right? Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, do we want to do the pass, or do we want to go around and potentially face demons? Well, as you so adequately put it, we have somebody whose position is kind of time sensitive. I think we should go the fastest way we can. The pass it is, then. Pass. Yeah. All right. And it's at that moment that another scout kind of comes by and whispers a bit in uh, in Aladon's ear. And you, being right next to him, Katie, uh, hear a couple of words. Uh, actually, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. Um. Hey. Let's see. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, you hear most of what is said. Um, Silverclad, sir, uh, just got word of some silverclad soldiers uh, not far from where we found these lot, this lot, on the other side of the barrier, sir. And Aladon kind of looks up, very confused. Silver clad. Describe okay. them. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, there are a few paladins from the looks of things, from looks of them, uh, some warriors, and a woman uh, carrying a mace, a sword, and a shield. Uh, a great silver flame engraved uh, on, on the seal as a sigil. And Aladon groans, Oh, great lord. Uh, uh, the silver flame are always a treat to deal with. Have they made it past the barrier yet? And the uh, the scout shakes his head. No, sir. They, they seem to be having trouble with that. Uh, they're not uh, doing well. Uh, several of them have already gotten stuck inside the barrier and have been for quite some time. Uh, the woman who seems to be their leader is standing there watching and shouting orders at them uh, from what we've been able to see. All right. We should get this done then. Keep me abreast if you can. Aye, sir. I mean, I have to go, but I will be back. A- abreast? There's two here. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm <laughs> hoping that both of them will be back in the vicinity <laughs> sooner than later. Because I, yeah. I, 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 I quite enjoy both of those breasts. I heard the silver flame. We must go. Yeah, it's, it's time. We gotta rally. And yeah, Lucius is up and like alert. It's like, silver flame? Yep, gotta go. Time to leave. And Aladon stands and is like, well, then we must... Uh, Make haste, then. And he helps you to gather all of your things, 
and uh, sneaks a quick feel, uh, grabs your bum real quick, uh, Taylor, <laughs> as you are uh, reaching down to pick up your pack. And uh, it's like, this way. Takes you back to that same tree that you emerged from uh, the previous day and places a hand on it. Speaking to the tree in Druidic, uh, the, our Druids will understand and hear him say, Open the way to the pass where we dare tread seldom. And the tree kind of almost hesitantly groans and splits open down the middle and forms the arch. This way will lead you through the pass. Uh, go quickly and uh, or will lead you to the, to the mouth of the pass. Good luck and may the gods be with you. Don't say it, Lucius. Let's just go. And Lucius will just groan, whatever, and will run through the the archway. Uh, Katie, as you begin to go through, Aladdin grabs you, pulls you to him, and plants like a ridiculous whopper of a kiss on you. A whopper. It's like you bring that back to me. You hear? Yes, sir. <laughs> I look forward to it. And he releases you, gives you another pat on the ass. I'll go out there and be awesome. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll leap through the tree. And you all leap through the tree. And as the last of you comes through, the tree shuts behind you. And you find yourself facing what looks like a ridiculously long mountain pass. Uh, the, the mountains borderline like uh, it, it looks like a continuing kind of line of Mount Everests. And you are all but like without the snow or without a lot of the snow. The snow caps uh, at, the, at the tops of these things. But through the past, like where you are, it's very lush and green, but you see the opening of the pass and it almost immediately becomes barren. Idris kind of looks, looks at the mouth of the past. Well, I guess this is as good a time as any to start through. I, Right? He tightens his armor, uh, pats the, the side of his waist for his uh, his void blade hilt just to make sure it's there, shoulders his pack, and begins to walk forward. And I think that's where we're ended tonight. You guys are at the mouth of the pass heading in. So... Okay. We've made some good progress. Not at all taking any of the th- paths that I thought you would. And uh, yeah, you you met the uh, <laughs> the Wardens of the Wood. Uh, uh, Katie met them for sure. Uh, <laughs> or at least met the, the uh, one, really. met, their, met their leader. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, they 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 had a time, uh, had a few times, and uh, <laughs> uh, you've definitely made some allies uh, with the wardens, and uh, you are now heading into the past. The silver flame apparently on your heels. So that'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, we'll see where that goes uh, next time. Well done, all of you. Um, Katie, take two inspiration for uh, <laughs> for for that bit of interaction between you and Arladon. And uh, yeah, that was... That was a lot of fun tonight, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it'd be cooler if he gave me an awesome coat, but you know what? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game is still young. Who knows what you'll find in the labyrinth? That's true. A beholder, apparently. I mean, we know that, but who knows what <laughs> else you'll find in the labyrinth? Labyrinths are good for treasure. Labyrinths are very good for treasure. Yeah. And I've got a good one, so a good labyrinth. So we'll, we'll get you some equally appropriate treasures to find there. Yay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have our full compliment next time around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, until then, everyone listening, uh, go find us online. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, Agents of the Circle podcast. Uh, we've got Agents of the Circle podcast on Instagram, Circle Agents uh, on Twitter, and um, that's all the social media that we really have right now. Uh, we'll eventually have a website someday if we ever get around to it. I hope. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Possibly. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but until next time, uh, take care of take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Um, be good to one another, and as always, may the dice roll ever in your favor. See you next time, agents. Hi there, this is Sphinx Akasha, and this is the Agents of the Circle podcast. If you'd like to hear more of what we're doing, the other episodes can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and may the dice roll ever in your favor.